Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio. Hello and welcome to J.C. Hawks Radio, part of the J.C. Hawks Sports Network. I am your host, J.C. Hawks. I wanted to share with you a special clip on target marketing. With the season almost over, the teams are actually gearing up for the 2018 season. So why don't you give it a listen and I'll be back after the clip and tell you who our guest will be this upcoming Monday at 7 o'clock on J.C. Hawks Radio. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward, me in particular, I, you know, I've always enjoyed fundraising and marketing, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit on the show. Um, and we'll, we'll talk further throughout the, you know, through the off season on how teams can market, it, you know, because a lot of teams do not have a lot of money to spend. And uh, if you listen to Coach Lee's show Monday, he was actually talking about, in which he made some valid points, you know, talk to everybody, but... Yes, you can talk to everybody, but those aren't going to be your target market. That's not going to be your target market. You are going to make them aware, but um, maybe if they're in the area, yes, they will come to the game. But you want to talk to as many people as you can. But he made out a point that really the area of your field, you're actually going to get a five-mile radius of, of the people that will be attending your game. So one of the questions I just wanted to ask you, and uh, – but first, let me, let me do the definition. It's a quick definition. What is target marketing? Now, on the blog, womensfootballtalk.com, I actually have a, um, a video clip that I put up. I actually taped the audio, and but before the show, Nancy and I listened to it, and it sounded horrible. Um, I'm sure it probably sounds fine through the computer, but through the phone lines, for some reason, it doesn't sound as good. Because I've, I've heard some of our shows when we played music, and it sounds horrible through my phone, but then when I re-listen to it, it sounds fine. So I'm not going to really play it just in case it is distorted, as it sounds on the phone. But if you go to womensfootballtalk.com, there's about a two-minute uh, clip that I have on there that talks about target marketing. Her name is uh, – let me grab that real quick. Her name is Kate Beaver. She's the managing director of GetSetForBusiness.com. And, of course, she's in the U.K. Um, but she makes some valid points. And I went to YouTube and actually found her. I was trying to find a nice audio. I actually – for those of you are who are – marketing and business gurus. Um, I recommend a site called bnet.com. They actually have some archives uh, of audio and video and some chalkboard and whiteboard classes. And it's, it's a very good marketing tool. Uh, it might not be directed for women's football, but it does give you some ideas. That's bnet.com. And it's free to register and sign up. And then uh, I actually have the application on my, my BlackBerry so I can actually read the updates and lets me know when it updates. It's like a little business. It's like a little business section on my phone. So it's kind of cool. But uh, the lady's name is B- uh, Kate Beaver. She, like I said, she's the marketing director of GetSetForBusiness.com. But really a quick um, definition of target marketing. Because a lot of people think, you know, when they market, they got to market everybody. Okay, true, you want to, everywhere you go, you do want to talk what you do. Because you're proud of what you do. You want You want people to know about women's football. But the people that are going to come to your game isn't going to be everybody. So you actually have to target and market those people. And a quick definition is of target market is it's a specific group of customers of whom an organization focuses its marketing efforts. So uh, like I said, you're not going to target everybody. You're going to target those people that you think will be interested in, in coming to your football game, you know, because you want to bring everybody that you think will come to your game. Now, as Coach Lee had mentioned, the, the people that are probably going to come to your game are probably people that live five miles around your stadium. Of course, you're going to get some diehard fans that are going to travel a half hour to go to your game. Or players, of course, you travel, what, an hour to go to your, your game and practice? Yeah, an hour, an hour drive. Yeah, but, you know, more than likely you're not going to get fans that are going to drive an hour away. Now, Nancy and I did go to uh, Yuba City to watch a semi-pro game going on, and that was 
about an hour away. So we did that. And, and certain things you will go. And if you're true fans of the sport, you are going to travel. And, and I'm not saying that. But your target market is probably going to be in your five-mile field. And I have another question for you, Cass, and I'm going to ask you this because I failed as well. Now, you live an hour away from your field. Do you right. know the business that are around your field? Do you know your neighborhood that's around your field? Do you know the area that your field is located in? Not Personally. at all. Okay. No. You know, what I, the reason I say no. that is because you should be people that, when you pick a field, it should be a field that you generally do business in. That's just my personal experience. Where I live, I use this as a rule of thumb for where I live. Where I live, I shop where I live because you know why? I keep the money in my city. And, and to me, that's the same thing you're going to do with your field where you play at. Now, if you, if you only get 200 fans and you've been there like five, six, seven years, something's not right. You're not targeting right. You should be target marketing the people that are around your area. Now, if you say, oh, well, you know, these are the type of people that probably wouldn't come to our game, then you know what? I would suggest you move your field. I mean, yeah, it might be a cool field. I know a lot of people stay for that reason. Um, I don't want to pick on anybody, but I really like the New York Sharks. And uh, they have a nice stadium, Aviator Stadium. They have a cool field. It's a nice field. But you know what? They don't get hardly any fans. And, you know, you, you want to go where the people go. And in New York, yes, is a, is a big area. But if your fans aren't coming, unless you're generating lots of money from sponsors and you don't really need the fans, you know, then, then play there. But if you're not getting people to come to your games, what's the point, right? I mean, you're trying to make money or at least stay afloat or stay even. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So now the field that you're at, now do, do, you, do the players pretty much do business around there? Do they go eat there? Do they go shop there? Do they meet the, the people in the neighborhood there? Honestly, because I can um, honestly say I, I didn't do it as a siren where we played. I'm not sure because I'm not, um, you know, I'm familiar with some of the, you know, like restaurants and stuff around the stadium, um, but I'm not sure how close they are and how close the other players live um, uh-huh. to it. I mean, because, I mean, Shreveport's a bigger city than where I live. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, because it's like, um, okay, I, I kind of announced on the name board that I wanted to start a team called the Folsom Redhawks. And I particularly picked that area because I actually do business out in that area. I actually work right outside Folsom. Uh, Folsom is like a mile down the street from me. I actually eat there. I, I, I'm getting to know the businesses. My company's there. We do a lot of business out there. So I wanted to p- pick somewhere where I actually go, I'm actually familiar with, and I spend my money. And for those of you that, you know, aren't really familiar how to find out more about your area, uh, you can actually Google or, as, as Randy says, Bing.com, uh, the demographics of your area. And that's one of the things you want to learn about when you target market. You want to know who is around you, how, what's the population, what businesses around you. And a quick way to do it is just put the city you're in. So I just put Folsom, California, demographics. And actually, you should come up with a city uh, website. They actually does it all for you, and if not, you can go through the census. But the Census Bureau is, I think the last was, what, 2000, 2000, yeah, I think it was the last time in 2000. But with the city of Folsom, I think they just did a demographic information on the 2005. So I got that information, and it tells me how many people are in there, how many people are over 18, how many people are over 21, how many people 62, 65, what the medium age is. Um, the education level tells me how much money they make. I, I learn all about the city. I learn about the restaurants that are there. So, hey, that's potential sponsors. You know, I learn about the hotels that are in there. I mean, you'd be amazed what you could find out if you actually use the website and learn more about your cities, you know, and, and you actually start doing business there and getting to know the people. You know, you used to be surprised. Like, I, I, I always eat at the local Quiznos. So they know me. They know what I eat. They know. So they know me. So you know what? Guess what? When I go to the Quiznos and I bring my little flyer and poster and say, hey, will you hang this up in your establishment? You think they're going to say no? Or you think they'll have more likely to say yes since they see me all the time? Well, they'll be more likely to say yes. Yeah, and say yes. You know what I was thinking of doing? And, and, and here, here's two tickets to one of the games. Why don't you come to the game? Here, for, you know, for, for, every, for every establishment that 
puts a poster up. You can have like a little incentive. Here's two tickets. Come to any of the any of our four, you know, home games. You know, type thing. That would be that would be an incentive too. They're going to do it anyway, but you might as well give them a ticket. You know, to go to one of those games. And, and it's not going to cost anything really. I mean, of course, when you have posters, maybe you know, as you're working with the team, the players are doing it, or the management staff, or who's ever doing it. But what they could do is make a list of where you eat. You know, like I said, you're not going to do it an hour away. Unless you know your the people support you as a football player, you, a lot of your friends that live an hour away, you, would they more likely travel to uh, the game? I had a few that did. Okay. And so if you uh, eat at regular barbecues there, you could do the same thing. Say, hey, can you put my, our, our flyer or poster up? I mean, hey, what's the hurting? So they might say, hey, there's a game here. I didn't know there was a women's football team there. You know, yeah, Cassie plays. She's the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you could do it from where you're at, but the likelihood of people traveling an hour to the game are unlikely. So that's why, in my opinion, you'd want to target where your field is at. And so, but then you want to target specific people. Do you want to specific, target everyone? I, I had I had a laugh. I was driving home today, and I was actually thinking about the audio clip that I was going to play. And Nancy, uh, she caught me smiling when coming home because I had to work today. Uh, I work once a week. Once every three months. So I had I worked yesterday and I worked today. So as I was coming home, there was this nice red truck and he's playing some music. You know, I my my radio's not playing working. It's it's not working right now. So I'm listening to what he's listening to. He's listening to some rap stuff that's using things I would never play. Well as he's as he turns into the gas station, I'm thinking, would I want to target market him for a football game? The answer was no. Um it's on on his back of his this is why I say that. On the back of his window he had a sticker that said ass uh let's see ass, grass, gas, nobody rides for free. And when he had ass, he had a picture of a woman bent down, he had a picture of a marijuana leaf, and he had a picture of gas, no rides for free. So I'm thinking, do I really want to market to him? So my answer was no. You know, to me that would not be my target market. You know, I was talking to Nancy the other day, and I said, you know my ideal candidate? If I'm going to go after men, of course, you're not going to find a, a lot of Coach Pens. You're not going to find a lot of Coach Lees or Coach Barley's who are truly into women's football. You're going to find men that are into women's football maybe have wives that are into the sport or have daughters that are into the sport. So why not market to family men that have wives or daughters that, are, that want to promote women, that want to see their daughters succeed, in that sense, so target to the family man. Now, not like I said, there are men that, that truly love women's football. I know Coach Lee had told the story when he had saw women's football, he kind of laughed about it, but once he saw, he fell in love, and he, he knew that was something he wanted to do. But before that, you know, it didn't even cross his mind. So in my mind, that would be an ideal target market, uh, a fam- like a family man who has daughters or, or, or family, you know, because I was telling Nancy, too, as a, as a woman, let's say if I was going to a game, I wouldn't feel as intimidated going to a football game by myself because I see family. And I think that's what the WNBA promotes, family. I'm not saying it can be just, you know, it can't be certain, not anybody can come, but I'm just saying if you're going to target market, you want specifics. Would you agree on that? Oh, yes. You, I mean, you don't want, I guess, like, you know, a, a mom to have to drag her husband or, you know, kids, you want it to be something that the entire family, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want something, because, I mean, what is women's football? Are we promoting, you know, I mean, a lot of people, okay, I know that, again, I'm, I'm, I'm picking on some teams. I'm picking on teams I know. Like, I know the Sirens put out a calendar, and I know the Cultural Fox put out a calendar. Okay, sexy calendar. Well, I thought the Fox one was more sexier, but, but. I mean, it was, you know, they thought it was in good taste, but who, who are they marketing? Who are they promoting to? Are they promoting the men and thinking this men are going to come because women are playing football? I, I, I never quite understood that. Um, I don't either. Yeah. And, and we also had Nancy that was, you know, she was saying, Nancy, now why don't you chime in here? You were talking about a young girl aspiring to look up to a role model. Can you unmute yourself? Yep, I'm right here. I just want to I just want to go go on this type of target. I know I know we're kind of off a tangent here, but I guess we're just kind of setting the groundwork of who you want to target 
I mean, who would be good target markers? It's up to every individual team. I mean, I don't know who's in your area. Maybe where your field is, you have guys that are into sports or women that are into sports. So, yeah, they're going to come because they love sports. But if you don't, let's say you have more families, that's why you've got to check your demographics. What did you say when you were saying a young girl aspiring to be a, wants to aspire to be a football player and what kind of role model? Why don't you go into that little story you did a while back? Do you remember that story? Yeah, I just had mentioned that for those types of calendars where football women football players are in their bikinis or bathing suits, and there's not many role models for young girls. And let's say that there is we we know of somebody in the Sacramento area who, who's under I think you have to play as 18, but. She, I don't know who she is, but I know she's like 13 or something like that. But let's just say there's a 9-year-old girl or a 10-year-old girl. Or even like myself, and I can put myself in that place too. What if I really want to play 10 years from now? And I'm like, oh, Mommy, Daddy, I want a calendar. And she goes, you know, parents go get her a calendar, and she opens it up, and all she sees is these women in bikinis. Uh, Is she going to be posting that up in her bedroom and aspiring to that goal, I definitely wouldn't if I was a young girl. So, you know, exactly, who are you targeting? Are you targeting just men so the men can buy these calendars and please themselves? Or I don't know. For me, I got really – I don't like stuff like that. So I would definitely say if you're going to do a calendar, do it in uniforms. Do it in – Great pictures. I mean, there's thousands of great action photos that we have for all teams where the professional photographers are on the sides, and we've seen plenty of them. Why can't they just grab a few of those or or just do, I don't know. That just really was very distasteful for me, but. I'm sorry. I I know I went off the subject, but it was kind of like, you know, who you're targeting. So see what you're targeting. That would be the guy in that red truck that I saw today, ass, grass, gas, okay? That's his kind of target marketing. And to me, I wouldn't want that. And so that that, that was the point I was making. And, and I you kind of want to uh, make... I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, with the, the calendar, um, yeah, they may sell them and make money, but that's not going to bring the fans to the game. I, don't, I mean, they're going to sell the calendars, but I don't think that, you know, with the idea of who's buying it, um, is going to fill the stands. And another thing, too, is if, let's say, for that little girl whose parents have bought this calendar for her, these parents are going to look at them and like, heck no, you're not going to be playing no football. Look what, look what they do in their spare time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we worked so hard. Um, I actually did put a history of women's football on the uh, uh, blog, womensfootballtalk.com. Uh, Coach Mitchie Collette, she was actually at the camp and conference last year, and she did the women's in uh, women's football history. And she talked about how it was when she started back in the 70s. And, you know, when somebody sets the foundation and the groundwork, and then we start reverting back to where we started, you know, women have worked too hard to move forward and then have to go two steps back. You know what I mean? And it's not, and it's not the men that are doing it. It's the women. The women are shooting themselves in their own foot. Hello? Oh. <laughs> you guys there? I was just wondering if, if you wanted to just focus on, uh, remember the printouts you did regarding Folsom, like the percentage and who lives there? It's, uh, did no, you want to focus on that, or are you pretty much yeah. done? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm pretty much done with, with the, the calendar thing. But, yeah, I did actually talk about the uh, demographics already. Uh, I don't know if you were listening when I was talking oh. about that. You heard that? Well, because, I mean, nobody really wants to know what my demographics are. I'm just saying that if you do look up the demographics of your area in the field, you know, you want to target whoever, like, like what Lee was saying, five, pretty much, I mean, okay, ten miles. I mean, I think I think somebody could travel ten miles to go to the game. So maybe focus around the surrounding cities, around your city. But also you you got to bring your players and members to have to do business out there so people get to know who you are. I mean, you can't just expect to play in a city and then leave. 
I mean, what are you giving to that city? What are you doing for that city? Why should they support you? So you want to actually maybe get a hold of the Chamber of Commerce. You know, go to them. Go to some city meetings. Find out as an owner, I should say. So as a management, uh, as a player, of course, you just want to do what you do. You want to play. But also, if you want people in the stands to see you play, you have to actually do your part too, you know. Uh, so as an owner and as a management staff, you know, that's, that's your job to find out what's in your area. Is, is that a, the best place for you to play? I mean, it, it was a, you know, yeah, you are looking, oh, the stadium's free or the stadium's this cost or this cost. But you know what? Is it going to bring people into the, into the, uh, to your game? Is it going to bring sponsors? Probably not. So if you don't do that, if you don't do your homework and find out who's around you, you know, maybe you should think about leaving and going to a different field, you know. If, if you're not getting – if you're only getting 100, 200, 300 fans every year and you've been there like seven years, I, yeah, I think that's a message that you're not going to get any more than that. Unless you're making money some other way to stay afloat and you're just doing it, to, you know, if you're coming out even. But the majority of people I don't think are, are, are staying afloat. I think most of the owners are in the red, even with players' fees. Oh, Barbara, I wanted to also mention, too, what you had shown me about the demographics of the next town over from us, next city of us. There's, like, schools that I didn't even know of, and that would be a good target depending on who's going there. Are they adults? Are they high school? Um, so for me, knowing that there's other schools than the ones that I just know of is a great place to start as well. Yeah, and then the colleges around you, I mean, do they have a, a program? Like, you can actually, for, for recruiting purposes, I know that we were talking about recruiting purposes too, you know, uh, the colleges that, you know, people, I know, I don't know if, what the rules are for college athletes. Now, I know that um, it, maybe if you play like a minor league type football and not go, I don't know the lingo on pro, so to speak. Okay, so like for me, I'm starting a sixes, so I'm not pro. I'm just, I'm a feeder system. So it's for me, I can actually go into those colleges and say, hey, you know, I'm starting a team. Would you be interested? Or talk to the, and that's another thing, you get to know, the uh, the schools like I, I attend one of the local colleges. Uh, actually, I attend one of the local colleges in the Sacramento Sirens area. But I am actually affiliated with a college that uh, I'm living in, which I tried to find some classes or want to play in. I was trying to find some classes there. But I was saying, kind of get to know your area there for recruiting purposes. But yeah, as as far as the demographics, you get the restaurants. Do you know what restaurants are in your area? You know, for and they also actually have. I'm glad you mentioned that, Nancy. Thanks about the, the. You reminded me of the um, functions that they have too. In there, it talks about meet and greet, and how you can meet different businesses and things like that to get to know the city uh, and other businesses. It's called network opportunities. That was actually on on the site. It talks about new member coffees. You know, you meet for coffee, things like that. Uh, business mixers, business luncheons. You get to know the other businesses in your area, and then you can say, hey, I got a team. And what I thought was kind of neat, each city does have a vision. They have a mission statement. They have a core value. They have an integrity, professionalism, and teamwork, and, you know, what they stand for as a city. So you coming into their city, is that what, is that what you are bringing to the city? Is that what they want to support? So, again, you can work hand-in-hand -hand with that city, but you got to know – you have to bring your business to that city, otherwise they're not going to come to you. And if you have a city support, uh, you know, that's where that's where your, your fans are going to be coming. They're going to be putting you in the write-up. You're going to get to know the newspapers. You know, when, when you did, uh, you were actually writing for a newspaper, weren't you, Cass? Yes, I did for a couple and, months. And that helped, was helpful. You were probably getting some fans through the paper, you know, maybe. Oh, yeah. Making, uh, yeah. Now, yeah when I you got played, lots of comments from uh like other coaches and uh, teachers at school that read it and look forward to it every week. And now, now when you played there, now, excuse me, were you living closer to that field that you played in? Yes, that um, that newspaper was in the city that I live in. Okay, so you were actually, and then when you played at, is that where the city was going to be, the field? Um, no, it was going to be a little while, a uh, few miles away. Um, yeah, but but close, I knew the close. editor for the paper. Um, through softball, and um, so that's how I got the contact there and got started doing that. So people so from just, that town would would actually go to the games. Oh yeah, a bunch of yeah, our players it, there are here. So okay, so they were there, and so so pretty much everybody kind of established a relationship with the city, with the businesses in that area. So 
that's where you can actually start networking and, and building up, uh, target your market. So I guess, I guess that's what I was trying to say is if you live in a certain or play in a certain area uh, or it's for your matter where you live, you pretty much want to keep the money where you live. And to me, I, I say that's the same thing where you play. You want to keep the money where you play. So you're not going to go, oh, let's go 20 miles away to go to this restaurant for the after party. No, you're going to, you're going to have your after party pretty much in the, in the area where you play because you're actually bringing money, business, money to that city that you, that, that you want to support you. And I think it's, you know, um, it's not just up to the owners and, you know, the management of the teams. The players, I think, have a bigger, like, sphere of, you know, getting out and talking um, than just the owners. I mean, it's the word of mouth, you know, you have on your team T-shirt, and anytime anybody asks, I know I wear mine all the time, and if anybody asks, I go into the whole spiel, you know, about it, whether they want to hear it or not. And, uh, you know, I've gotten several responses as, oh, I'll check that out or, you know, bring me some more information. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's it's not the players, you know, up to them solely, but I think they should take responsibility um, in promoting their team. I mean, they shouldn't just have the attitude of, oh, I'm just going to show up and play football. There's a lot more to it at this point um, in women's football than just showing up and playing like the NFL. Um, I agree. I just think it, it takes the players working too, you know, they're the players that are, you know, working for the businesses or working in the restaurants and, you know, seeing hundreds of people a day, you know, they may not be, that may not be your target market, but that's people that didn't know about it before. That's true. And, and, if ever and you never area. know they're going to, you know, show up at the game. Exactly. And and that brings the point where you had mentioned it. It's, it's the players too. Now I kind of was teasing on Twitter about how you can get 300 fans with only 30 players, and I got, I got a Twitter, a direct Twitter back, oh, you're talking about the old 10 tickets per player thing, ha, 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 and I'm like, yeah, is it so wrong, you know what I mean, I mean, that's the most simple thing, I mean, you all know that, I mean, I can, I can tell you what, I can sell 10 season passes to the Sacramento Sirens game right now, I, I have 10 friends that I know will buy tickets, now, you're telling me that not every player has 10 friends that support what they do or family that supports what they do. Exactly. You can't tell me. If you don't have 10 friends, you might need to reevaluate your friendship if they're not, you know. If you support them, they should support you. And, and, and it's easy. Yeah, I mean, I see players, you know, I don't play anymore, but when I did play, I, I, and I can still get sell tickets if I, you know, if I put the effort into it. All it is is, hey, Sirens are having tickets. They're selling their season tickets for blah, blah, blah. Will you buy? Yeah, sure. I mean, supporting women's football. You know, when I played, of course, I had coworkers that didn't even live in the area, and they traveled to watch me play. They supported me. And, uh, you know, I have friends that will buy tickets, and they even sponsored me. And so it's not hard. If you can't bring – have. If your friends don't support what you do, then, yeah, like you said, you better reevaluate who your friends are because, you know, it, you know it, that's 10 tickets there. And if 30 players get 10 tickets, that's 300 seats that are sold. And that's going to help pay for your field costs. That's going to help pay for the referees. That's going to help pay for your medical staff. I mean, that's helping the team. And that's also helping for your players' fees to go down. Not all teams have players' fees or they have little players' fees because of the fundraisers and all the other things that go along that maybe help offset the cost. I know the Sirens, I know I keep saying the Sirens because I have experience in that, they do a crab feed every year. Now, crab feeds may be not popular in Texas. Probably crawfish feeds are more popular. But they, they generate good money. They sell 300 tickets just for the crab feed. They rent a hall. They sell 300 tickets at $40 a ticket. Not only do they sell tickets, they sell raffle tickets for, for prizes like helmets or T-shirts or, or people donate baskets. And then they sell uh, wine and beer and soda, you know, and they make money there because they have, like, permission. They have, like, a, a license or whatever they could sell wine and beer. And then things like that. I mean, they're generating extra money, and that offsets their costs. Um, I know when Meg played for the H-Town Texas Cyclones, they had a brisket um, uh, I sold brisket of beef. Uh, it was around Easter. They, uh, I was kind of talking to Meg today, and she said, yeah, they, they, um, they took their pre-order, so they knew how many brisket of beef they sold. Sometimes you can get donated or at a discounted price. 
they actually marinated it, cooked it, and they delivered it to the people. And this was around Easter time, so they had a meal, and then they could reheat it or, or eat it that night or whatever. I'm not sure how they arranged it. Uh, she said, yeah, they um, they would buy a coupon or ticket, so they knew in advance, uh, you know, how many they sold. And then they, they found a place that they could cook all this, and the players got together, and they cooked all these brisket of beasts, and then they delivered them. Or you can or you can arrange where they can be picked up type thing. Um, just there's spaghetti feeds, there's pancake breakfast. You know, those are always popular. Have you guys ever had any of those? Um, I think a year before last they did a, I think a crawfish thing. We didn't do it this year. Um, we did uh, several car washes. Um, and I don't remember any other team fundraisers. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know that for those that can have, like, um, the fireworks, I know the Sirens actually had posted on their Facebook that they actually made for the nonprofit $6,500. You know, that was within a week of selling fireworks. Now, not like it's not legal in all states, but for the states that are legal, maybe uh, it actually kind of fell on them. They were, they were lucky. One of the guys decided that he couldn't do the booth, and, and he knew one of the Sirens, and he offered it to them, and they got the fundraiser. So before the season, you know, the season was over, uh, for the 4th of July, they did uh, the fundraiser, and they got $6,500 for their nonprofit. You know, that's the season didn't begin yet. And they, they're already working on their, their crab feed, and, and, and she's expecting to make 20000 profit ahead of time. You know, so those, those crab feeds do good business. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you could talk to people, you know, to get just either, like I said, discounted food or, or find a place that's reasonably priced where you can actually right. make something, you know. And, and now we, we is the time to be doing the fundraisers, not during exactly. the season. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and I, and I already plan on going to the craft people when they have it. I mean, I usually take my family. Let's see, that's me. Let's see, that's Nancy. That's my niece. That's my son. That's my mom. My dad won't go. I have my friends that we're house-sitting for. That's seven right there. That's eight. Now, I just sold like 10 crab feed tickets to also. So that's, that's what? Forty times ten—that's $400 right there. They're going to get from me, plus the the raffles that they're going to get. And a lot of times, if it's from my mom and mom and my sister, or my I usually pay for those. So, you know, I'm not going to say, "Hey, mom, give me 40 bucks for a crab feed." I just invite <laughs> her along, and I pay the extra 40 bucks. You know, hey, it's a good cause. It's supporting women's football. So right. I'm already counting on going to those. You know, and 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 I know some people say that you tap out your friends. Well, you know what? If they know you do football every year, they're going to they know you do football every year, and you're just asking for, like, season tickets or an event that and they I, would go to. I mean, to if you right. support them, you know, in return, um, or their children, and they're selling stuff for school, you know, I, I don't think you would, you know, get them, you know, burn them out as far as um, support or donations. Yeah. Now, now of course, I can not even out. Tupperware parties or, or Princess House parties, okay, that's one di- That's different. <laughs> I used to sell Princess House, believe it or not, for a year. And I used to be on this, uh, I, would, I, I would wind up buying from my customers. I think I, I probably bought more than their, their, their party people. <laughs> I had a house full of crystal. <laughs> hey, this is where I'm getting these good deals. You know, they're getting these, you know. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, oh, and, and also we were talking about, uh, that's what I was thinking about. Okay, now this would be perfect for Coach Penn. This would be, be perfect for Coach Lee, and this would be perfect for any coaches that like to do the inside-the-huddle type effect. What would you say? Now, this is just a thought, Coach Lee. These are for your away games. I know he's listening, um, and I'm sure Coach Penn will listen a little later. What would you – what would teams – you know, call it like an all-access away pass for broadcast behind the scenes? Of course, it wouldn't be live, but once it was over – they could get the game sent to them. You, you mic up the, the one of the coaches, right? For twenty bucks, you, you sell some of your away games. For twenty bucks, you mic up the coach on Cinch, and then you edit it, and then you send it to the team. Of course, you know, edit mean meaning you know there might be some dead air or something, and because you don't want to keep calling, the coach is not going to have time to call in. So you can get somebody to edit it. Once they edit it, they can send it out within a day or two. It's not hard. Or just send it out as it is. Let them have the dead air. They're getting the actual behind the scenes. You can call it the all-access away pass. Full broadcast behind the scenes. You're inside the huddle. You're not getting a play-by-play, but you're not going to the game anyway. But you can find out how what calls are played 
uh, the the um, was it the halftime adjustment speeches? You got them mic'd up. I mean, that's just, that's just something. That's something I was thinking about today. I mean, I don't know how it would fly, but I know there's some coaches out there that would probably love the idea. You know, 20 bucks isn't nothing, but somebody might say, hey, you know what? That's cool. I want to pay 20 bucks. I'm going to have an all-access away pass. And then once the game's over, I'm going to get that email to me on a cinch broadcast, and I can listen to, listen to it. Would that be something that would be kind of cool? Honestly. I would be. It would be that's stupid. I mean, I was just thinking of that. I was just thinking of some ideas. And then uh, what was another idea? <laughs> okay. Somebody had mentioned that uh, um, that are some teams that, you know, might not have a lot of fans that go to the games, but they support them from away. So, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of many teams that, that aren't in my state. You know, I usually buy their merchandise, and I wear all their T-shirts and things like that. Um but, you know, a lot of times the merchandise, you're not going to get money for the team. So why not say, hey, you know, you're a fan. Why don't you, uh, what did I call it? I called it the um, away support. One, You buy one ticket every season. Just buy a ticket. Pay $15, and that's your way of supporting the team. So if I, if I let's say I, I moved out of, like Meg, let's say um, I moved to Texas and I was a Sacramento Siren supporter, I would send that team pay for one ticket every year. I mean, that's just one ticket every year, but that's, can you imagine if there's a lot of people that did that? I mean, it's not going to cost anything. You're just sending them 15 bucks to support them. You're actually basically donating a team, but you can call it something fancy, you know, like you're a way support, a team supporter, or something. Does that sound stupid? <laughs> no, I think, yep. uh, I mean, like, my parents uh, bought ads in the program, my grandmother, um, and they live, you know, three hours away from where I play and four hours away from me. Uh-huh. So, no, I mean, I think that's what they're for. It's like in different ideas. I mean, it's, it's like it's just something I was just – I think that's what Nancy caught me smiling about. Cause I, that's what I was thinking of football stuff. So, that's right. I was just coming out of the bathroom getting ready for work, and she goes, what are you smiling about? And that's what I told her. I, she goes, you were thinking about that stuff while you were in the shower? I go, yeah. <laughs> Thinking of ideas. I mean, yeah, they're just off the top of my head, but I'm just saying it's not, it's not expensive. It's not going to cost the team anything. Okay, I'm going to support the Shreveport aftershock. Here's I'm going to send PayPal fifteen dollars, and then you know what? You can have an honorable mention on the website. Okay, this person supports from afar or something, and and that's you know something. It's just something. Oh, a lot of teams do have that set up on their website. I know the Shreveport aftershock do. They have, oh, do they? Uh, a link to PayPal. Um, I think it's on their MySpace too. Um, that you can, you know, donate and it goes, you know, you can put earmark it for a certain player who you're supporting. But, I mean, it goes mm-hmm. towards the team. But they do have that on our website. Yeah, so these are simple things. It doesn't cost the team any more money uh, to do. And I was just kind of, I was just kind of jotting things down. I know we kind of went off the subject of target marketing, but the target marketing, we'll, we'll go through that throughout the season. You know, and a little bit of fundraising or some ideas that teams can start doing now. Um, What's important too is your your emails. Make sure your emails are up to date. Uh, I know that uh, Renee sent out a mass email to some teams, and I want to thank Renee. So some of you teams should have got a mass email. I know we're going to hit the um, the WFA next, but I want to thank Renee uh, for writing a fabulous email. She actually made me look smart. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, Nancy, why don't you unmute yourself? Because we were talking, we got like about, I'm trying to think how many emails we got back. I think we got like 15 that came back undeliverable. Nancy? Um, actually, Cass might have the full list. You just showed it to me very briefly. But even prior to Cass and Renee doing the mass email for the IWFL League, um, prior in 2007, 2008, and even earlier this year in April when I was trying to contact all the teams, typically I get about 10%. And that's a bad rate. I mean, if you're trying to have fans contact you or possible players, um, anybody, and and your phone number doesn't work or your email doesn't work, how does that represent you? So if it might not be the owner who's taking care of the website, but whoever does on the website and then you pass on that work on to somebody else, make sure that they're updating everything because it's kind of a pain when you spend hours looking through every website and only get like 90% good, you know. 
So that's just my spiel, and I'm I'm sure Cass and Renee can speak about that as well. Well, yeah, you never yeah. know when a, an email is going to be sent your way that may be for a player, and if it gets returned, they may just give up and not go the extra effort to contact the team. Or or a potential sponsor. Hey, I saw that you wanted. I want to put my link on your site. How much I'm going to send you money, and and they're right, just going never to never get a response. They and they say, okay, I'll go donate somewhere else. Oh, I did want to mention. Um, there's another way that teams are making money, um, and I know that two teams in particular are doing this: the uh, New Jersey Justice and the New York Sharks. Um, they're actually actually doing it. Uh, I think they could sell, help sell WNBA tickets um, for a rate, and of course, some of it's going to go to. I, I, right now, they're working on a particular fundraiser, I think, for breast cancer. Uh, right now, if you go to their website, New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey Justice and the New York Sharks, go to iwflsports.com, click on teams. They have something up there right now. But I know that the uh, Seattle Majestics is doing it uh, with the, I think, the Seattle Storm where you can actually, I think they're working hand-in-hand hand where they can actually um, help sell tickets and for a discounted rate, and, you know, they can make a little bit of funds themselves to go towards a team. I don't know, it's probably for their nonprofit. Um, majority of teams do have a nonprofit. But, I mean, that's something to think about. I mean, to help team up with other teams. I know, um, I know in the WFA they were talking about teaming up with the men's semi-pro, and I know some of the women's teams are doing that in both leagues, uh, teaming up with the men's semi-pro, you know, where you kind of help with the fundraisers. Um, I I don't know if there's any semi-pro around us in particular. I think there's one in any hour way in this area. But hey, if there was a semi-pro out here, you know, if you can help, you know, do fundraisers together. Um, and I know, like uh, when we were in Fresno, the um, the Coyotes. I mean, they have a fabulous arena football field, and their program was really nice. And uh, and I know Coach Bartley, I think, was working with them. And, uh, you know, that would be something to think about, too, teaming up with other sports teams, you know, to help promote each other. Because, you know, you might you might actually get fans like your softball. When you go to your softball, um, you might get fans that are interested in football. Hey, what's next? Softball's over. What's next? Hey, football's starting. Have you ever experienced that, Cass? Oh, yeah. Um, I ran into one of my softball coaches um, that I've played against for the past several years yesterday, and he was asking about it. He knew I had surgery and um, had been, I don't know, hearing through the grapevine, I guess, and was asking how it was going, if I was still going to play. I know a majority of the fans that came to my game were my softball players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because it's like I'll go to an event. In fact, I found out about the Sacramento Sirens when I went to a w, WNBA Sacramento Monarchs game. Um, this was in uh, 2005. I had gone. We were at a game, and they announced the 2005 IWFL champions, Sacramento Sirens, and they happened to be right behind me. I'm like, awesome! That's how I found out about the Sirens. I mean, I never knew about women's football before, and I heard about it at a WNBA game. You know, what's wrong with doing some announcements to promote each other? But you know what? You gotta have you gotta have Sirens come support them for them to support you. So if they don't go to a game, you know what I mean? So again, I, but I do know a lot of my football friends do support the local WNBA team, you know. But a lot of times when football, when basketball's over, they want to know what's next. They don't know anything about women's football. I always wear my football jersey, the football um, T-shirts when I go to the WNBA game, you know. Unfortunately, I shouldn't be wearing the New York Sharks one because they're not going to go to the New York Sharks game, but that's one of my favorite favorite T-shirts I wear because I think I only have a Sacramento Sirens uh, sweatshirt and it's too hot to wear that. <laughs> All right, I better start getting some local teams. But the point is, that's how I found out about the women's football was through another sport. And, you know, with women's sports, women have to come together and support each other. You know, it's it's like everybody's on their own little branch, you know, their own little limb. You know, women, Nancy can attest to that, women are the worst supporters of women's sports. They'll go to an NFL game, they'll go to – any men's sport, but when it comes to women, I think she unmuted herself because she heard an NPR. Go ahead, Nancy. <laughs> you heard something on NPR. Oh, yeah. I oh, NPR is one of my favorite radio stations that I listen to on a daily basis, especially going to work. And about two weeks ago, they had 
have one of those, uh, I don't know, whatever they call it, 10-minute episodes about talking about some subject. And one of the subjects was uh, women's sports. And they were talking about how, like you said, Barb, women are, women are probably sometimes the, the worst supporters of themselves. They don't go to the games. Um, that was one of the main topics that they were talking about. And I, I can't remember because it was a couple weeks ago and you caught me off guard, but that was something that I told you about when I came home that day, remember? Yeah, and I had said, yeah, we had just talked about it, I think, the week prior and it was funny that they had mentioned it on the radio. I mean, we all know about it, women and women's sport. You know, because I, I do. I have friends that say, oh, I said, are you listening to the game? Oh, no, I'm going to something, and it's a men's, men's sport. I'm thinking, you know, you got to support women's sport. you got to support your, your own. You know, you got to support. So you're a player, and you got to come support your own. You know what I mean? And, and it's sad, and that's just the way it is, and it, it shouldn't be. And that, that's back to target marketing. So who do we want to target? You know, um, in my mind, I, I, that's why I say the family, in, in my mind, because, you know, you, you, you're, the father wants to, so if, you, if you're going after the, the man, you want to go after the man that, that has a wife that's involved or has a daughter that get, could be involved years to come. He's always going to support his young daughter. You know, he supports his son. He's going to support his daughter. So, so you got to think about, you know, the, the family in your area or who you could be supporting. I'm not saying that men that have sons aren't going to support women's sports, they're going to support too. But I'm just saying, you you can't support, you know, target everybody. You can you can tell them about it, but you, like, if you're going to spend a little bit of money, you want to spend your money where you're going to be most beneficial. And like I said, a lot of it is free. It's word of mouth. And uh, there's a lot of courses out there that, you know, players can say, hey, I want to go to a course or owners or uh, I know there's a, a, a elevator pitch course. It's, it's called um, I can't Barbara Brighton. It's called Brighton. I can't think of it. If you put Barbara Brighton in, in Bing, okay, I mean I'm I'm, I'm same Bing. Um, she has the uh, elevator pitch. What would you say in 30 seconds? Because that's pretty much how long can you get people's attention. If you could say anything about your team, learn how to say it in about 30 seconds. And she teaches you how to do that. Uh, she's out, actually out here in, in the Sacramento area, but I'm sure there's other people out there. And I'm sure uh, Lynn Marie has probably talked about it on her show, Women's uh, Small Business uh, Talk Radio. Um, and I'm sure there's probably some old archives on it. But, uh, yeah, what would you say in 30 seconds to promote your team? So if you want to talk to everybody, talk to everybody, you know, in the, at least for the time because their attention span or they don't have a lot of attention. So, you know, you might want to send your management or a player, and then they can actually talk to everybody else on how to do that. That would be something money worth spent. I know that the uh, the course was like, um, I was going to go to it. I actually didn't go to it yet. Uh, it was on a date that I couldn't get away from work because she had it like, it was actually during a luncheon type thing, but it was kind of a little bit distant. Uh, that's something that you might want to think about sending your people to. What to say in like 30 seconds? How would you promote your sport and get everything out there, but enough information to to, to catch their interest? That'd be something, and I'm, and I'm sure Coach Lee is going to have something like that at his uh, camp and conference. Have you ever heard of anything like that, Cass? No. The elevator pitch. It's idea. called elevator pitch. No, I've never Basically. heard that term before. No. Yeah. It's it's um. There's a lot of networking. Uh, so, I, you know, like I said, I was I was taking classes in marketing and, and business classes, and I, I do that for fun because I like it. It's, I, I just enjoy it. I, not to say that I'm going to ever use it um, effectively. <laughs> you know, there's just so much out there. But uh, it's just something – yeah, look up the term elevator pitch. And it should be – I know her name is Barbara Brighton. I think it's Brighton Industries or something. But I'm, I'm sure there's other uh, – I'm, I'm trying to look at it right now, elevator pitch. But how about you? Do you have any, any ideas that you would suggest for people to, to reach other people, talk to other people? Are you asking me? Uh-huh. Oh. No, I mean, I just think for players, wear your shirt. You know, if somebody wants to ask you about it, don't feel, you know, put off that they're taking your time, you know, or feel like you're in a hurry because um, you never know. Maybe your next biggest fan or sponsor. 
um, we've gotten a lot of, of, you know, fans and players uh, when I was on the team here in Texas that way. It was just word of mouth um, and talking to friends. You always got to be promoting your team. Yeah, and, and it's the easiest way to uh, when you do wear your shirt because it is, it is a conversation starter. Um, I know when we went to the um, the championship game in the WPFL, uh, Meg was actually wearing – actually, what was Meg? Was I wearing – Nancy, what, you were there. We were there when I got uh, an accident in San Diego. We were actually at the car place because I had gotten in an accident. Uh, what what was she wearing? Was she wearing the WPFL hat or the Houston uh, Energy hat? Houston Energy hat, Nancy? Nancy? I'm right here. What was that again about the hat? Yeah. What, what, what was Meg wearing or what was I wearing that started the conversation? Do you remember? Uh, we talked about the, the championship. I'm, I mean, everybody talked to you, like, like you were saying. You wear your shirt. It's a conversation starter, I mean, for players, you know. And, and we wear our, our T-shirts all the time. Uh, you, you know, the women, WFB Talk T-shirts. On the back it says promoting, you know, women, football, blah, 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 you know, promote. Our, our mission is educate, uh, promote, and advance women's tackle football. Mm-hmm. You know, so we wore that shirt. In fact, I wore my shirt to work on Friday and Saturday because my clothes are dirty. And then uh, <laughs> um, Nancy is wearing hers right now. So everywhere we go, we try to promote football. And actually, majority of my clothes, my wardrobe is women's football T-shirts. So <laughs> that is I have, and I'm kind of like at a halt right now because it's. I was talking to people at the conference. I'm like, hmm, what should I wear today? Uh, let's see, football, football. Oh, wait a sec. My whole closet's full of clo- football. Never mind. I won't get another football shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think what else. I, I was jotting down some notes, too. Do you have anything you want to add? Did I miss anything on, on this particular subject? Mm-mm. I don't have anything else. No. Okay, I am back. I did forget to mention that that clip was from 2009. Actually, that was the the first inaugural season of the WFA. And earlier in the show, we talked about the St. Louis Slam defeating the West Michigan Mayhem in the first uh, championship game of the WFA. So, so that's how far that was back. Um, on Monday, July 3rd, Oscar Lopez will be joining me. He's of Gridiron Beauties. And actually, he'll be chiming in at about 7, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Gridiron Beauties is devoted to bringing awareness of the sport of women's gridiron football with no-joke football and world-class photographers. So make sure you join me at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time at jchawks.com. And I'll make sure I have the chat room open. And you can check our blog at radio.jchawks.com. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com. Or you can text or call me at area code 916-238-5010. I want to thank you all for listening for this special presentation on Target Marketing. And I'll see you on Monday. Thank you.